College Kings, it's back, ladies and gentlemen. CDM, the co-host, of course, is here, as always. CDM, I know, I know it was a rough weekend, but how you doing? Uh, uh, You know, we've had time to cope and, you know, time to realize, but it's been good. It was a great weekend, but, I mean, what what a game. What a game. What two great games, Mm. two of the best college football games, I've uh, college football playoff games I've seen in a while. So I mean it I mean it was spot on committee got it right. But yeah, man, I'm good, you know. There's always next year. Always next year. You're dang right. Good good positive attitude there from CDM. Yeah, I mean it's college football is so awesome. And this season was like we needed a good playoff and that's what we just got. And it's not even over yet, you know, and that's like the perfect like what just happened in those two games is exactly what we needed. It showed exactly how tight this season was. We'll talk about those things like CDM just said the committee was right. Let's say, let's bring in a guest that might have an opinion on that. Let's bring in our special show. guest of the night. Yeah, we got a little special guest. Y'all requested him to return. He was the entertainment of all entertainment last time he was on. He has got he's gotta be on. He's got to be on for the championship conversation here. Let's get him in. Let's get him in for a little bit of a recap on the college football playoffs. The one and only Nolan Lee. How we doing, brother? The tide go down, baby. The tide go down. Ooh, the tide goes down. Ah, it's going to be back. It's going to be back. Oh, I know you're happy to be back, Nolan. What an entrance there to kind of, you know, really. <clears throat> yeah, y'all, you set the stage for me, brother. You set the stage for me. I appreciate yeah. that. And mm. CDM just mm. flipped off the camera. So we'll have to decide if we're going to leave those in or not. I, I think you should leave them in. Yeah, I no words were said. No words were said. Yeah, so. No words were said. Yeah, it's me. just kind of, you know, kind of. Take it how you want it. All right. It's all good. Hey, Nolan. Nolan, we just talked about it. What an incredible two playoff games. Just give me quick before we dive in deep here. Man, quick thoughts on those two games. I mean, it's just, it was so awesome to see two good college football playoff games. Like, mm. just feels like if, I can't tell you how long it's it's been since we've had two awesome college football playoff games, semifinal games. Usually feels like one of them is a, is a runaway, just like shouldn't have been played, but like it was perfect this year. Perfect, perfect playoff games this year. You're so right. I agree. It's so right. Because I mean, God, these games were just so impressive this year. And, and that's the biggest thing right now is just man, after an amazing season, we were able to get a perfect, almost perfect ending we haven't got the perfect ending everyone knows what the perfect ending is am i right guys am i right it's for the it's for the huskies to you know i thought you're talking about jim harbaugh riding off of the sunset <sighs> about to say about to say jimmy boy's about to win it all they, they, those narratives though those are both like awesome narratives zero star football zero five star football team washington built from the ground up versus michigan they've been trying to get here they've been trying to get here finally get there jim harbaugh's out the door he's going to the nfl you know it feels like almost yeah. a done deal so all right, guys, that's enough buildup. We're going to talk about all those things in the college football playoffs as well as some you know, little fun little topics as well. And then Nolan's going to get out of here. He's got a job to do. He's a teacher. So uh, Nolan uh, will be exiting the podcast after our ooh. college football recap. And then me and CDM will give you all some you know, reactions to some of these bowl games, You know, some of the things that happen. Recruiting and transfer portal, it's still active. Yeah, it's, even though the, that national signing period – our signing days pass. There's still recruits on the move and and uh and some interesting transfer portal news we'll have to kind of cover and you know talk about. And then uh I know CDM saw this. We do have to give him his flowers real quick. CDM officially led in record with game picks this year. Yes, he did. Seventy and thirty six. Good job. 
I finished. Thank you. I finished. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I noticed that too. You can't catch him, but you can you can get one one game out. Yep. One game out. Can't quite beat him, but hey, see him. What a season. You got you got anything you would like like to say about your your season picking games? You know, it was a fantastic season. You know, I think my game picks were pretty spot on the majority yep. of the year. I always they have were. to go back to the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who got me here. Yep. First week. Give it to prime time in Colorado. Buffalo's for taking down TCU week one. Always going to remember that pick. Thank you, Colorado. Isn't it kind of crazy? It came down to that pick, too. Yeah. It, it really did. It really did come down to that game. And That's, I'm crazy. Yep. That's crazy. That's I mean, That's crazy. Yep. I, it's crazy. It's crazy that I actually picked them to win and they pull off the upset. Depend, like Seeing how their season ended up going, it's crazy they actually won that game now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It man, really it kind of is. Yeah, I mean, how terrible they ended the season. Even though, yeah, exactly. yeah. Even though I'm the primetime defender, I mean, they were horrible at the end of the year, let's be honest. All right. Yeah, they were god-awful. All right, let's not get into a primetime conversation. Let's talk about the primetime games for the college football playoff. Oh, my gosh, we've already laid out the groundwork. What an amazing matchup in both, match, both games. But, of course, we're starting with that Rose Bowl finish as mm. the Wolverines finally break through as they take down the tide in what we said was a classic. And I think we're all in a complete agreement on that. Let's start though. CDM, this is your team. So we'll let you start this one off thoughts on the game and what you learned about both of these teams, man, this game was just fireworks. Exactly oh. what I expected. Two hard nosed defenses playing against each other Two two offenses that take their time figuring, figuring things out. Uh, Michigan, you know, had some small mistakes at the beginning. You know, we thought they had a pick at the beginning of the game out of bounds and then the muff punt, which led Alabama to uh, draw first blood. And then Michigan came back on the next drive, went downfield. Um, it was just amazing. I think both teams played ex- like the best, the best ball games they played all year long. Uh, it was two of the best. It was two of the most rememberable, two of the most uh, – pristine programs in college football going up against each other for uh, a chance at a national title. And I give my respect out to that Michigan defense. That Michigan defense is legit. I'm telling you right now. Um, Alabama, you know, we had opportunities to win. I'm not putting it all on uh, our defense. They played an amazing game. The offense just had some bumps in the road to go through. Um, the def- uh, Michigan's defense came to play, man. They turned on to a whole different level than what I've seen all season. And I'm one of the people that said, you know, they really haven't played against anybody, and when they do, they're going to crumble. And they came and played against one of the best teams in the country and showed out. So it showed me that they were always going to be prepared for a game game like this, especially the third time is the charm, as most people would say. And, what I mean, going through the third time against Bama, that's hard. That's a hard team to play against, but they, I mean, they they pulled it out. JJ McCarthy had an amazing game. If you have a guy like Blake Corum on your team, I promise you that he will clutch a game out for you. There's no mm. joke about it. And then Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh outcoached the man, the myth, the legend, Nick Saban. And it's hard for me to say that. It's a tough pill to swallow, but it, I mean, it showed it on Monday night. He got outcoached. Yeah, I was going to just show this real quick, y'all, just to show how big time this game was. This is the viewership of this game. If you're not uh, watching, it is, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown. Michigan's Rose Bowl victory over Bama drew 32.8 million TV views viewers at one point. That was their peak. And then the average viewership of 27.2 
Uh, million that makes it a top 10 cable telecast of all time. Best non-NFL sports event since 2018. NFL dominates no matter what. And then most watched college football playoff semifinal game since 2015. Crazy stats there. You know, what this game pulled. I mean, everybody was watching it. Everybody was entertained and wanting to see what would happen in this one. A lot of fans on both sides. Apparently Michigan did take control of the Rose Bowl itself. I heard they have more fans there, about 60-40. No surprise, just, you know, flying and getting there and stuff. But, yeah, man, Nolan, what do you think? What's your thoughts on this game? Did you learn anything about these two teams? Man, it was just, I think the craziest part about this game was both teams were – so they they wanted to make the least amount of mistakes and they wanted to make it go to the fourth quarter, which in turn made them make more mistakes. I don't know. It was like they were both like on eggshells the whole time. It was like both of us don't want to make the losing play. Mm. Neither team wanted to mess up the entire game, it felt like. Um, <clears throat> and it was a game full of mistakes, it felt like. I mean, you dog Michigan for all of the – I mean – the, the special teams could have ended the game for him at the very, very, very end um, before it went to overtime. And then Bama struggles with this damn center that can't snap a football. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just remember, like, Bama had a chance in the second half um, to – I think they were in a spot where they could kind of take control of the game, and they were either at around the 50 or it was just past it. And then they have two snaps that – that they lose control of. And it's just like, dang, that was like a total momentum killer right there. And it had nothing to do with anybody else on the team except one player. And it's just like, dang, that is just tough. Um, So like I said, it was just, that game was full of just mistakes and it was uh, who could capitalize on the mistakes. Like Bama took that first uh, muff punt in for a touchdown and kind of drew first blood, got the game going. Um, And, it was just it was a fun game to watch. I mean, Michigan's defense is exactly what we thought it would be. Um, they are they are as advertised. I will say the Bama was able to run the ball on them. Okay, Bama mm-hmm. Bama had an okay day on on the ground, um, but Bama can run the ball, so that's no surprise. Um, uh, especially with Jalen Milrow as a threat, so. Um, I think it was the biggest test for Michigan all year on defense. And while it wasn't perfect, like they, they did what they were supposed to do. And I'll tell you what, Michigan, I'll dog JJ all day, man. JJ balled out, man. Mm. He wasn't Patrick. He wasn't, he wasn't Patrick Mahomes though, but he doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. He can just, he can rely on that run game. He can get a few yards, him running himself. And uh, when it was time for him to step up and put a game winning drive, game tie and drive together, he did it. So Kudos to him, man. It was it was crazy to see. When I saw Bama go up by a, a touchdown, it was like, well, Michigan's got a chance, but I really don't think they're going to be able to go down this field. I feel like they can, but I didn't really think that they, they could. So I didn't really think it was going to happen. So shout out to Michigan for that. And, um, yeah, it was a, it was a freaking awesome game. I It doesn't get any better than – it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, you're telling me, man. True. I mean, like, literally, you're preaching to the choir. Does not get better than that. And, you know, I'm not going to harp on it. You kind of, y'all kind of hit on the big ones for me. I mean, it, it really, the thing for me in this one, it, it you kind of hit on it too, Nolan, uh, when it came to the coaching for me, like, it just felt like one of the greatest coached games. Not because they made the perfect decisions and stuff, but just because 
every counter was countered, you know. Bama would do something. Michigan was right there in return. Bama would uh, mess up. Michigan was going to mess up, too, it felt like. It just every single thing happened for a reason in that game. And it just – and you kind of talked about it, Nolan. I got it wrote here. It's like, 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 what happened every moment in that game, everything that happened was controlled by these coaches. And that is so rare, it feels like now. Like, it never felt – there was multiple games this year where coaches never felt like they were in control. I saw the thing with Mike Tomlin. Like, he was seeing the game. And, yeah, there was moments in that game where it was like, mistake, mistake, mistake. But the coaches were like, all right, we're not going to get too aggressive here. Or we're going to get we're gonna get aggressive here. So, for me, it was just like, what a coach game, man. Like, Nick Saban, Jim Harbaugh showed up, dude. Well, they said that um, when Nick was breaking down um, in the postgame about – why they decided to go with the play that they went with um, in overtime. They said that it, they brought a, they brought, they brought a look out there. They, they were going through their two point plays basically. Cause it was a three yard line. You can basically run your two point plays from there. Yeah. So they go throw out their, throw out their first play and they liked the look. It was one play they called. They liked the look Michigan calls timeout. And so that stops that play from happening. Then they go back out there the second time with another play, with their second play, and then they don't like the look of that. They don't like the way it looks on defense for them, so they call a timeout. So now you're on your third play. You have to go through your to you, your third play call from inside basically the five-yard line, which is so hard to get. And um, it just kind of goes back to what you were saying, Nathan, where it's just like the coaching battle. It's just mm. – Jim knew what Jim knew what Saban was going to do, so he called a timeout. Saban knew what vice versa. It was just they knew what each other were going to do, and it's about who's going to execute this play at the very end. No timeouts left. Nobody can stop the clock. This has to be the last play of the game. Who's going to execute? And unfortunately, Bama didn't execute. I think Michigan played the play well. But the thing that had hurt Bama all season long was this freaking center, yep. and this is a low snap. Timing of the play gets gets off and. I mean, the rest is history. So, I don't hate the play call. I feel like you could have maybe gotten a little more creative from from there, but at the same time, they probably were trying to get creative, but Michigan had it covered. So, um, Milrow has done it up for you all season long. I I mean, it would have been one thing if you dropped back and did a QB draw with Tom Brady from there. I mean, you did it with Jalen Milrow. So, I mean, you had a shot. Um, So. Yeah, well said, dude. That's like that's where I was going with this. It's like people are going to talk about at the end of this game how Bama, poor poor coaching from Bama, what a terrible play call. And you laid out the groundwork there. It was their third play call. People are just forget about the timeouts before those plays. Um, reacting to reactions, Jim just called the perfect play on the perfect down. And like you said, Alabama couldn't execute on that one down. It came down to one play from one player. And for me, it's just like people dog that play call. And I'm and I'm not saying it's like the perfect play call, but you said it, Nolan. Milrow has been the guy all season that make those kinds of plays. Auburn. Jalen Milrow made that play. Yeah, it was a hell of a catch. But Milrow, Milrow made that play. City. You're putting that ball in Milrow's hands. He's done it all season. You don't just all of a sudden say, yeah, we're going to run out the middle with McClellan, even though he ran the ball great. You know, you don't just, you know, say a, a fade to the corner. Then they're saying, oh, that's uncreative. 
it was it's supposed to be I heard correct. It was supposed to be an RPO, but like you said, Nolan, timing gets all messed up. Jalen has to do the run immediately. There's no chance for that play to even develop. You know, it was all execution. It was all coaching. And I don't want to hear nothing about Alabama poorly coaching that game. Or you got to overtime with possibly the best team in the country. Alabama wasn't even supposed to be in this game. And they had a chance to win that game. I mean, we saw all the all the mistakes from Bama all season. People talk about this wasn't – this is an odd this is an odd Alabama team with Nick Saban just looked off. And it's like, for me, that's not what I saw, guys. That's not what I well, saw. In my opinion, Bama basically controlled the whole game. I mean, <laughs> if, it, if it weren't for the – Bama – at the end of the day, Bama's going to be so pissed off at themselves because they beat themselves. It was one of the worst – like, Bama was this close to winning the game and going to the national championship. It was one of the worst played games I've ever seen from Alabama with the exception of a couple – and like I can count it on one hand, games that are similar to that. I mean, anything that could have went wrong went wrong. I mean, the bad snaps. Jalen had that fumble earlier in the game. I mean, it was just like every time Michigan needed to catch a break, they caught it. And even when Bama got up by seven, I mean, you got to give Michigan credit. They did oh. their job and they they went down and scored. But it was like Bama was in control. It felt like up until Michigan had got that touchdown. So, um. Yeah, there's nothing to be ashamed of if you're Alabama. The only thing, the only thing you're going to be hating yourself, beating yourself up about, is you wish you just could have played a, a more flawless game, a, a a better executed game. But you went toe to toe with possibly the national champion this year, and you just gotta you just say, look, we weren't, you know, and you hate to say we weren't supposed to win it this year because you that's the expectation every year is to go win a national championship. But um, they're gonna be back. They'll be back next They'll year. Be back. They'll be back, CDM. They will be back. And, you know, we're going to kind of, you know, branch this conversation a little bit into, you know, something someone said in that game. It's kind of a conversation about that guy we're just talking about. J.J. McCarthy had this to say after the game against Alabama. This guy's possible recruit or prospect in this coming up draft here. And he had this to say about Ohio State in sign stealing. I'll give you all a little bit of people that are listening here. McCarthy believes 80% of teams steal signs, accuses Ohio State. End quote. I don't want to say a crazy number, but I'd say a good number. 80% of teams in college football steal signs. I just, it's just a thing about football. You know, it's been around for years. We actually had to adapt because in 2020 and 2019, when it, Ohio State was stealing our signs, which is legal. We had to get up to that to the to the level they were at, all right? Uh, that they were at, yeah. And we had to make it uh, an even playing field. So I just want to show you that because I just saw that. But conversation is: is that guy is that gonna is that gonna get into the draft, guys? If he wins a natty, does he go into the draft? Does should more like should JJ go into the no. draft? All right, no, Nolan. Hey, Nolan, y'all, so. hey, y'all jumping on it. Nolan, you go ahead. What do you think? No. No. Yeah. Oh, man, it's going to get really interesting if Jim leaves Michigan, though. Mm. Um, yeah, does he want to go play thing. for someone man, else? If, if Jim leaves Michigan, then maybe he just says, look, I did it with the coach I wanted to do it with. I've had a good enough college career. I might get picked up in the second or third round because here's the thing about J.J., he could really improve his draft stock next year, or man, he could just absolutely destroy it. Yeah, that's true, that's uh, and that's what I'm just nervous of, man. So it's an interesting question. I think he'll stay. I think he's going to come back next year because he can, like, he can make himself a first round draft pick next year. So 
Yeah, that's where they got him late first, kind of early second. I don't know. It depends with everything. I with think the- he's third. I think he's going to end up being a third rounder if he goes this year. I would say like early. I would say late second, early third type player. I mean, he had he's had a really good career. I mean, he's had Jim Harbaugh his entire coaching career, so I can see uh, his his entire playing career. So I can see if Jim does ride off in the sunset finish his career at Michigan and go back to the NFL, then J.J. will more than likely follow, not follow Jim Harbaugh per se, but follow to go into the NFL draft. I just don't think he's there as a player yet to really take that big leap into the NFL just because he has had two, he's had the best O-line the past two years. He's had a Heisman contending running back right behind him. He's had decent players on the outside, uh, at wide receiver and tight end. He's had the perfect system around him. So I don't really feel like right now, if he is to go, that he will be as successful. I mean, he'll find a nice pro- – I mean, if he goes, he'll find a spot to land, be a backup quarterback for a couple of years probably, uh, depending on who drafts him, who wants to take the risk on him. Uh, but I don't really think right now his game is going to take the leap to the NFL like the majority of the quarterbacks we're seeing right now in, in Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix. I don't think his game's there yet. So I would like to see him stay another year, just depending on what happens after this uh, after next Monday. Yeah, y'all kind of laid out what I was thinking in a way, man. I I, I just I don't think he should go into the draft. I think there's still potential to be tapped, and the NFL is fast. It's strong, and a lot of great players. And my only pushback is what Nolan said. His coach is leaving. And after seeing that post game with him and Jim, how tight they are, like, I, I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'd be shocked if J.J. doesn't go into the draft just because, especially if they win a champion, especially if he goes out there and balls in his last two games in college football are his two best games of his entire career. Because, I mean, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this class. And, man, if I'm J.J., I'm not mad about being a second-round pick. You, you can go to the dang – I mean, you can go to a great team, man. It's like one of those things where – We've kind of had conversations about this, Nate, where it's just like, yeah, you could be a first-round pick, but if you're a first-round pick early, you're not going to a good team. No. So, like, mm-hmm. like what? I mean, like, you think about it. I mean, think about it. A team that needs a quarterback. Like, imagine if he got drafted in the second round by, like, like the Seahawks or something. Mm. Like, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Vikings. The Vikings. Like, oh, no, nah, or the Vikings. Mm. It's just like, dang, maybe, maybe they try you. I don't know. I Hell, mean, hey, I, call me crazy. The Saints might be in on something like that. You know, get a guy behind uh, Derek. I, I would just draft. We've drafted quarterbacks the past couple of years. But I wouldn't be surprised if we go for a guy in the second round. Like, <sighs> Penix is probably not going to fall in the second Ooh, round anymore. Dude. Maybe no, a Bo Nix. Maybe Bo Nix. Bo Nix is first round. Sorry, I think he's mid mid first round now. I think I think, I think, he's, I think he falls behind all the other guys now. Yeah. Oh yeah, but for sure. I don't know. I it's it's gonna be a tough question for JJ man, mm, isn't it? Well, if he come, my thing is, I feel like he if he took one more year of college, his his thing he's gotten better every year. I think, in my opinion, yep. He needs to he needs to improve improve in being a passer, no doubt, and his IQ needs to improve. Just like know where to go with the ball, what situation to go with it in, and um, I feel like that if he gets drafted this year, I feel like he's going to be sitting the bench um, anyway. So 
Yeah. And stay another year, play, get another year playing football. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the big difference between, you know, JJ McCarthy and this guy we're about to talk about in Michael Penix Jr., who is an absolute assassin, a technician out there in the football field. I mean, what we watched him do on Saturday night, I mean, that makes you want to question some things. Is this guy a Heisman snub? Now let's talk about this, guys. Let's talk about Washington getting past the Longhorns with a legendary, I already said it, legendary game from Michael Penix Jr. All right, guys. CDM, start us off here. Give me your thoughts on this game here and Penix's performance. I mean, it was, uh, as I said before, another great college football playoff game. The second best game of the night so far. Uh, the second best game of the night. Um, fireworks everywhere. Explosive offenses. The defenses kind of were there at one point. In the second half, they kind of slowed up a little bit. But Penix, man, I'm telling you, that that dude could sling a ball downfield, man. And he's putting it. Uh, he's putting it in the be- in the bread basket. It's going to be there. I mean, plus with the wide receiver he has outside with Odunze, um, with um, McLean and all them. I mean, he's got people. He's got people to throw to. And then you add Dylan Johnson in the backfield to hand the rock off, get you five six yards. We're losing you, Carson. Uh oh. Technical difficulties, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back. All right, we're back. Sweetie, sorry. Let's go back. Okay, sorry. Yes, as I was saying, uh, Penix can just put the ball right where he needs to put it. And um, Texas has nothing to be ashamed. Texas did everything they did, everything that they came up to this season. They lived up to the hype. Um, they just, it came down to a fourth down. These past, these two games came down to a fourth down to decide who's going to a national championship. And it just didn't, I mean, first off, the, when I watched it, it was uh, AD. Dang, Carson, what the hell is going on with your mic? I have no idea, bro. Like, it's. Talk. Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, we can hear you. We're not, okay. cut- we're not cutting into this, so this is all. No, we're not going to cut this. Okay, sweet. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry about this. This has never happened before. Um, But no. Quinn uh, Quinn just floats the ball up to him in the end zone, doesn't hit him in the chest, in my opinion. I feel like he should have put a little bit more mustard on the ball and hit him right there to at least score that touchdown and probably send it into an overtime game as well. Um, no, but, they didn't win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have won the only, game? It was a six-point lead, so yeah. Oh, yeah, game. okay, yeah, okay, then yeah. They won yeah. the game. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's the worst. Okay, so yeah, that's a that's even worse, though. Like, it's, yeah, it's so much worse. Like, so I mean, that's, that's so much worse to not even hit him. Like, I understand you're trying to give the receiver a spot to play for, like trying to give him a 50-50 ball, but you have some, you have about five yards of separation. You could totally sling that ball in there, and I promise you he's going to catch it. But back to Michael Penix. I don't think he was a Heisman snub, but he did throw for over 430 yards passing, which he is like the only – he's like the fourth or fifth quarterback in college football. Yeah, 430 is crazy. All right. Then, I, I, I don't know. I'm getting a notification. Yeah, I think it just – I think it law. I think it's just lagging. I think it's just lagging a little bit. Um, but for him to come out there and the journey that he's been through since Indiana – and all the doubt, and since the injury when he tore his ACL, 
all the work he's had to come through. He's showing off and showing out that he is one of the best college quarterbacks in college football right now. And he showed it on one of the biggest stages. I mean, no, he didn't make any mistakes at all. He played smart football. He knows how to read a defense. He's patient in the pocket as well. They actually ran him a lot more in this game than they have the these past two seasons. I mean, they, I, what I saw in the highlights, they had some uh, quarterback design runs, which he averaged elite. I think he got ten yards of carry on each both um, each both of those runs. So I mean, he's opening up the playbook for him as well, and that's going to confuse that Michigan defense. Uh, but uh, Michael Penix played the. Uh, one of the best games of his career. And I, I'm excited to see him play on the big stage, uh, especially since this is the last year in college football. I'm excited to see where he goes after this as well. But if he can end on a high note, I think that will boost him up to be one of the top three quarterbacks drafted this year. Yeah, man. I mean, he is absolutely unreal. I kind of get my little spiel here real quick. Here. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, Penix, man. I mean, I love the guy. He is literally unreal with his accuracy, with his patience, with his timing, with his IQ. I mean, he is an absolute assassin on that football field. I mean, there was plays in that game that he, I mean, let's be honest, that was probably the best game of his entire college football career. He showed up in that moment ready for it. He opened a lot of eyes to a lot of people watching football right now, and a lot of NFL scouts saw what he did. Is he a Heisman snub? No. Of any other year, you could make that conversation. Jaden Daniels was rightfully the winner. Yes, I understand. Penix undefeated on the best one of the best teams in the country. Like I get it. I understand. But these games don't count, obviously. The Heisman's already been given. But, I mean, if you ask me about Penix, he, in my opinion – you can make a case that he's the best quarterback going into the draft. Like you, like I don't. This whole entire conversation around Caleb Williams being number one without a doubt, Drake may be number one without a doubt, and Jaden Daniels being up there. Personally, I don't think it's that far of a, a reach for the, you to say at least he's in the conversation of those guys. I think if he wins, the, I think if he wins, then he elevates himself above. I would say maybe Jaden Daniels is going. Uh, he's already above Bo Nix. I mean, he's way, I mean, he's beat him twice. I mean, he's already over him. But I feel like if he wins the Natty, I think he's over Jaden Daniels, or possibly I would say over Drake May. I don't know. I feel like if you were to if you were to like blindfold me and sh- tell me the stats, I would pro and like between Drake May and Michael Penix, I would I would pick Michael Penix Jr. I feel like Michael Penix just has a better arm. Um, Drake May is a little bit more athletic, I would say, than Michael Penix when it comes to getting out of the pocket Mm because Penix, when he gets out of the pocket, he's looking to throw the ball more than likely run the ball. Uh, But, I mean, I think he – I think he could project himself to be top three. I'm not going to say right now he's better than Caleb Williams Mm. just because Caleb Williams is a totally different breed of a player. I hear you, man. I just – it feels like one of those things that – he could be an absolute guy in the NFL. And I and I totally agree with you on that as well. Like, I absolutely agree. Like, his yeah. better years are going into the NFL. You never know. You could draft J.J. and he could be a guy. You never know with these quarterbacks anymore. It just feels like watching him in that game, like, God, that was an NFL quarterback on that field, man. He's got the best arm in the class, in my opinion, and I love him. I've respected him for a long time. We've watched him since he was at Indiana doing his thing, and now he's on the – doorstep of a championship insane all right Nolan that's my little spiel on Michael Penix what's your thoughts on that game 
and his performance. It's, um, yeah, uh, we've all answered the Heisman stub question. I think it's one of those, like, if it were any other year kind of things, he would have he won the Heisman. I mean, his numbers weren't even that crazy. I think let's all, like, kind of take the breaks on this, like, Heisman snub thing. Everybody thought that Bo Nix was going to come in number two, so, like, uh, <laughs> let's all chill out here. Do you want to say um, I got that right? I did say Penix uh, too. <clears throat> Penix almost lost to Washington State, so let's all, like, just chill out a little bit. Um, Ooh, good point. Good point. Ohio State gave uh, Michigan a run. What? Huh? 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 What'd you say? I thought Ohio State was supposed to beat Michigan, too. Supposed? Did anybody actually pick Ohio State? Did anybody actually pick Ohio State to win that game? I I mean, with confidence, I don't think anybody picked them with confidence. I feel like somebody just picked them just because they – I mean, nobody wanted to see Michigan win. Nobody picked that team out of confidence. I know Dima Mixon picked them. (laughs) Is anybody actually taking that pick seriously? Is somebody really taking it? I mean, think about it for real. Did anybody really take that joking. pick seriously when it comes to picking Ohio State beating Michigan? The way that Ohio State played this entire year. Let's get off of Ohio State. Right. Yeah, distracting yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, distracting. yeah. Nathan's, Nathan's trying to, you know, just hype up. Carson, you're the one that brought this up. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. All I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is that Penix had an unbelievable game against Texas. Um, I think the sleepiest part about Washington is that they are – they are like a sneaky physical team mm. and their defense is sneaky good. Um, they just looked more prepared than Texas. Like, I don't know what it was, but they just were, they were locked in, man. They mm. were completely locked in. Locked. They, they knew what business was they needed to go do that night. And Quinn had an off night. I mean, it happens. I mean, you're not going to always, you know, Quinn had an off night, man. Penix was just unbelievable. Some of those throws he made, dude, mm. was just like, my God. It's my NFL gosh. type throws, dude. It's I'm like, man, you. he had one on the sideline. It was like oh. a back, like, back, I'm mean, telling you, bro, it was so beautiful. It's gorgeous. I mean, I watched the highlights today. I mean, it was, I mean, there's been, there were throws that Quinn Ewers couldn't even make in that game, in my Ooh. opinion. Like, none of the quarterbacks in these playoffs could have made any of the throws that Michael Penix was making. Quinn was just off, man. Quinn was just off. Um, the only thing I'll they say, often, though, is that, it's just kind of weird. I mean, a 14-point game or a 13-point game is really not that big of a lead. But, man, it was a little scary how Washington kind of let that game get away from them. They were one play away from losing that game when they were in complete control of it the entire time. Oh. Um, if Texas would have won that game, I think everybody oh. would have – I think everybody would have picked Michigan with flying colors this coming up week because mm-hmm. Texas did not deserve to win that game. Um but they didn't, so it's not that big of a deal at the end of the day. But um, Longhorns were a little uh, – they didn't impress me as much as I thought they would. I thought that Texas would come out just a little bit better than they what they did. But shout-out to Washington, though. I don't want to take anything away from Washington. They came out ready, came out prepared. They came out ready to show everybody that they are the, also, the un, only undefeated team outside of Michigan left. And um, – it's going to come down to one team getting it, one team not. And it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be freaking awesome to watch. Yeah, shout out to the Big 12, always making the playoffs and always finding a way to choke it away as well. Mm. Yeah, that's true. The Big 12 teams do not have good college football playoff resumes. Hey, TCU, the only one to make it to the championship. I will say, though, how about, um, how about the fact that, uh, how about the fact that, uh, Michael Penix, um, has beat Michigan once already? He did. Jim Harbaugh. At Indiana. Yeah, he did. At Indiana, he did. In Ann Arbor, too. That's even better. 
meant to be. Yep. It's meant to be. Meant to be. <laughs> meant to be. It's it's gonna be a firework game. I'm telling you, Houston's oh, gonna yeah. be rocking. Yeah, let's talk about fireworks after that football game between Washington and Texas. Some fans were uh, really irritated after that loss, and some some employers for Washington were real happy. Let's hey, let's let's take a look at let's take a look at this. Oh oh, we don't have audio because there's a lot of curse words. There's a lot of curse words being thrown. Oh oh, oh. So we run the south. Jeez, run the south, huh? Oh my gosh. Oh wow, he's mad. That, that that fan was mad, dog. Look at him. Oh, my favorite part. At him. My favorite part is oh. that he did horns down to him. Hook hey. horns down. I just saw that he hooked him down to him. My favorite part yeah. is this kid beside all these guys. This this dad, like he's totally yeah. watching his dad. Look at that. Like the, the kid's in it. The kid's in it. You see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> gotta learn early, man. Gotta yeah. learn early. Gotta gotta teach him while they're young. Gotta teach him exactly. while they're young. Exactly. This is how you have. This is how you play football. This is this is how you watch football. Yeah, as a fan, that was incredible to watch. Honestly, I'm not mad at either one of those people. You know, players are happy, hyped up. They got the win. Texas fan. I would say. I would say. Uh, running. You run the South. Those are. Uh, there's some fighting words down here. I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> that is some. I don't know about. It felt. It felt like good fun though. Like it felt like just like like friendly shit talk, didn't it? It didn't look like friendly shit talk. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I'm missing it. But it didn't, <laughs> it didn't feel like anybody was. It didn't really feel like anybody was really trying to fight nobody. No. Like in my opinion, no. I feel like no, it was no, like no. they were dishing back and forth. Yeah, it was it, the only thing that was crazy to me was the kid beside him. Like, oh my god. Yeah, the kid like yeah. The kid yeah, going yeah. at it, it's always like the cherry on top. That's right there, so man, terrible for parenting, but I love it because hey, why not, man? Why not? I just thought that was a, a, a funny, you know, funny here. I love it. All right, let's go Washington. Hey, Washington's going to get the job done, guys. Washington's getting the job done. It's over. Um, all right, let's get into a quick conversation. We've already had it. Bro, We've already had it. Bro, forgot they were in the Pac-12. Bro. <laughs> hey. No, I thought the Pac-12 was supposed to be dead. It's over. That's it. It's the last game of the Pac-12 ever. Oh, it's but it they're in the championship. They made it yeah, this so, far. Yeah, it's the last game. Bro, they like, played play it. They play a team from the Big Twelve. What did you expect? Oh, they played the best team from he's, the Big Twelve. He's talking about was it the best team? Oklahoma beat the best team in the Big Twelve. Is that what we're saying right now? Oklahoma didn't even make it past Kansas. That's what I'm saying. They beat, and they, they lost did, to that team. They did beat Texas. Texas. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean. Let's now. Let's let's, let's really sit down and think about this. Hey, let's not let's not disrespect the cock, the Conference of Champions. <laughs> that pause <laughs> moment of silence uh, I, I don't know if I heard that right <laughs> I, think, I think my I headphones were cutting in and out uh, I, I heard it wrong too I thought keep going keep going keep going I think you heard that correct I think you heard that correct alright let's get into the conversation let's talk about if the committee got it right did the committee absolutely. get it right I think we can just fly by on this one yes absolutely the committee got it right if Florida State was in that Michigan game it would have been over by halftime even if all the players were in well y'all are saying that Georgia wasn't one of the best four teams if Georgia was in it, it would have been a better. I mean, yes, I think Georgia, if Georgia was in no. it, it would have been a even. I think it would have been the same, but not nope. the same. You know what I mean? Nope. Georgia didn't deserve it. Georgia didn't deserve it. Okay, as long as Nathan say it, then I'll say, yeah, they lost the wrong game. I'm, so. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that if they did deserve it or not. I'm saying were they one of the best four teams? I don't think you can say that, man. I don't think they're uh, better. Maybe they're better than Texas, but 
That's what I'm saying. That was that was my. That's the only. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I think if they, I think if Maybe. you put Washington yeah. versus Georgia, you get like oh a nail biter. That's such a good game, or an even better nail biter than what you already got. I mean, the game was perfect, but if Georgia's in it, oh my gosh, to go play for a three peat, they're I'm not. Sorry, man. I think I, all I'm going to say is I think every team in the playoff would have been a lot more nervous to play Georgia than to play Texas. Let's just put it that way. Fair. Fair. Oh, facts, facts. That's fair. They were the they were the number one team all season long, and yes, I agree with both of you. I've said 49. it. I've repeated the same thing you said: is that they they lost the one game that they could not lose. Twenty nine oh, straight games, man. It was one one loss by three freaking points, dude. One loss by three points, and they're just out. One to six. Yep. It's just it's a tough it's tough luck it's tough luck if we were talking about it at dinner if Bama would have lost to Auburn do you think that Auburn do you think that um do you think Georgia would have got in in the playoffs if, even been, if they lost to Bama that'd been spicy mm-hmm. I don't even know if Bama makes it do they no Bama wouldn't have made it so I think if even if no, Bama beat Georgia I think it would have been either I think you would have had a stronger argument for Florida State to make it but I think they yeah. have still given it to Georgia yeah, Georgia oh, yeah. Fourth state. Oh, geez, no, Nolan. Nolan. Oh, God. Nolan. It's my fault. <laughs> Dang it. I love That's that. That's my fault. That's my fault. Time oh, stamp. Time stamp. So, oh, so close. <laughs> no, so we close. were not. We're not really. That, uh, we actually uh, are that's my fault. close. <laughs> it's uh, okay. That's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> that's I love my fault. I, I realized I did anything wrong. I think <laughs> I was just mad I was talking crap about fourth state. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I mean, you were speaking fast. <laughs> You're speaking facts. Nothing I mean, was sure. wrong with what you said, Noel. Let's just be honest. Nothing was wrong with what it's the delivery of how you said it. My fault. It's okay. My fault. It's okay. Hey, it's okay. Uh, we'll get better. Good. My fault. I think my that fault. I think that leads us perfectly into this last question. Besides another question we're gonna ask Nolan after this. As the four team playoffs come to an end, gentlemen, what a time to be alive to watch all of the college playoffs. Four teams. It was incredible. But I'm gonna ask y'all real quick. What is your favorite four-team college football playoff moment? CD Does that include, like, championships, too, or just, like, the yeah, playoffs? Yeah, call, yeah, well, that's the playoffs. Yes, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, playoff, championship, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. So many good moments. I want to say second and 26, but I've already said that before on this podcast, I mean, so I'm going to have to say- I was betting money on you saying that, so- no, I'm not going to say that. I would say one of my favorite that's not an Alabama play would be the Rose Bowl between Georgia and Oklahoma. That would probably be one of my favorite four-man playoff moments. Georgia, Oklahoma, overtime. Sony Michelle sends the dogs home to go play for a natty. One of the best, another one of my favorite Rose Bowl games of all time. That one right there always lives in the back of my head because that was such an amazing game too. Yep, man. Yep. If they would have went to that, if they if Oklahoma could have won that game, they would have been. I'm sorry, they would have played Bama, and guess what? They got smacked. Would they? That was the yes. Jalen Hurts year. Uh, it's also the two a year too. But I mean, Oklahoma's defense was atrocious. That still, their offense was freaking legendary. Oh yeah, I mean Baker Mayfield was out there. Yeah, obviously been such they were a fun good. Game to watch. That would have been a fun game. It would have been. It would have been, been a really fun game. Their defense was not have been good at all, but yeah, it would have been a fun game. 
All right, Nolan, what's, what your, you, what's Nolan? your favorite college football playoff moment? I thought Carson was going to be a homer, so I was also going to be a homer, but Carson was a homer, so it'd be okay. Um, I think that my favorite college football moment, playoff moment, I have to because um, LSU's only been in the playoffs one time and then won a natty, so I got to go back to my roots. I would not, I'm actually not going to say anything about the Clemson game. I'm going to say that uh, putting up over 40 points on uh, Oklahoma in the first half, yep. um, <laughs> Justin Jefferson having four touchdowns in the first half of that game, um, that was like, like peak. Like it was just like, yeah, that was peak. Just legendary. Just like, it didn't feel like anybody was going to beat that team. I still, man, just awesome. Just a fun team to watch. Like we went through so many terrible teams for that moment. And it makes me so happy. Yep. Yep. And I completely agree. If you're going to LSU, you got to go to the Oklahoma game. The Clemson game was great, but that Oklahoma performance was just like, Storybook. Like, that was the most yeah. crazy performance from a single team I've ever seen. I am going to go. Sorry, CC, I'm going to do this to you. LSU is definitely my number one, but I, I had a feeling someone was going to say LSU. So I was going to try and find something that I remember dearly that stuck with me. And I got to be honest. I know you're not going to love this play, Carson. You're going to say Zeke taking it to the house, aren't you? That's a good one. That's, I, th- I did think about Zeke. I did think about Zeke, but I'm actually going to go. Clemson beats Bama on the goal line pick play. Yes. Oh yeah. That, no, it was a pick play, but you know. Ah, nah, no, nah, that was no. That's still that go, that will go down as one of the greatest plays of all time. It was so good. Yeah, I mean that's one of my favorite moments, just because that was when you know Clemson broke through and everything, and Deshaun got his chip, and I mean that game was amazing. So and, awesome. Oh yeah. And it was so great. awesome. I, it's like, it's hard to put yourself in that mind, but like, remember how like everyone knew it was going to be Clemson Bama every single year for like four straight years. It was just like, yep, Clemson Bama. They're the teams. Yep. Are you taking in the, are you taking for the natty Clemson Bama? Clemson Bama. All day, yeah. every day. I don't know who's going to win, but Clemson Bama, you know, Clemson yeah. Bama. And that was similar to like those Warriors and Cavs seasons. Yeah, was, that's exactly what I was about to say. I was about to say, that's like the perfect comparison for that rivalry right there. It was just a lock every single season. So, I mean, that first time seeing Clemson kind of break through and get their first chip out with Dabo, it was pretty awesome. So, I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to go with that one. See you on I'll say an honorable mention goes to TCU clap in Michigan that was to go play for a natty. That was also a good moment as well because it was the first Big 12 team to actually go to a national championship. Did they get blown out? Yeah. They <laughs> I was going to say that Georgia moment should have probably been the best one, right? <laughs> and I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. They did get blown out, but TCU so making the college, the, making the championship was like a good honorable mention to have. That's, yeah, I like that. That was fun to watch. I was rooting so hard for TCU. And it's not similar at all to the season anymore. Right, guys. <laughs> what about Ohio State mission missing that field goal last year? Oh, dude, yeah. Ooh, that's that, another one. That one was tough. That's another one. That one was pretty crazy. That one was that was pretty awesome. It's been some good this 14 playoff, like everybody talks crap about college football right now and how NIL is this, that, 14 playoff isn't working, blah, 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 blah. What I'll say about the 14 playoff is it had to start somewhere. It had, it had to, to start somewhere. We were begging for just something. Like what it came down to a, a just some guys in a room deciding who was going to go to the championship before. And now it's like, okay, we, we have something that kind of works. Let's see if we can make it better. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just so excited for, we get home college football playoff games next year. Like I know, dude, just imagine imagine how electric that will be, bro. Oh, the 12 teams can be so amazing. 12 teams can be. Not that Penn state will be hosting any playoff games, but imagine a wide out. (laughs) 
Hey man, hey man, I'm not gonna. Hey man, just imagine like Death Valley just erupting in a playoff game. That would like, be awesome. Or like Oxford, like Ole Miss. Gee, that man. would be even. Yo, worse. what if what if Southern Miss gets in as the as the twelfth as twelfth seed? That's possible. They would need they need Jesus Christ taking snaps under center. Hey, Will Hall. Was it go to Tuscaloosa? <laughs> Oh, dude! I'll drive to that game for sure. I'd drive to that game. I would. Fair I would. I would go to that game. I mean, Southern would it be Mass. a slaughter fest? Absolutely. But I, I would. I would go and watch that game. Southern Miss would have to be undefeated, slaughtered everybody, and be the best. Yeah, dude. They would have to put up at least like 40, 50 points a game, undefeated season. Like they would have to have a miracle. Bro, you're gonna need a team like Florida State this year, or like uh, like USC last year, because USC last year was as oh terrible. And that's uh, <laughs> fine. And uh, uh, no disrespect, but all disrespect. And um, so, I I just don't know if a if a 12 seed is ever gonna beat a five C, but it's cool that they'll finally get an opportunity for it. Yeah, like if like a Liberty having to go and play, I don't know. An Oregon, something like that type. Liberty would have played Florida State this year, which that would have been fun a fun game. game. Fun, that would have been a game. Yeah, that would have been a that would have been a that would have been a game to watch. That would have been an interesting game, right? Yes. Now Oregon, Oregon tore them up. Oregon just beat the, Oregon beat them up, bro. So bad. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's also why twelve team playoff would have been awesome this year, bro. Because Oregon, man, Oregon. I know they lost to Washington twice. But when I'm so high on Oregon this year, bro. Like it just felt like if they would have had a chance at this dance, they could have won it all. Hey, but oh, hey, oh, hey. oh, oh, oh. did Nolan just say he was high on a Pac-12 team? Oh, uh, he must be. Oh, st- he must stop be the presses! Wait a minute. I'm just saying, Oregon was good, bro. Hey, hear me out though. Like Ole Miss, hot late. That would have been a fun team to watch late too. Like, just oh yeah, that would be a really fun team. Uh, this doesn't exist. Then they kind. Then they kind of struggle against Penn State for a long time. They would have had to play Georgia. They almost lost to LSU. So I mean, that that does kind of. They would have had to. Yeah, they would have had to play Georgia if they if they had a twelve oh, playoff. Oh God, what a horrible matchup for them. Yeah, just yeah, imagine just, you just, just have to go into Athens in a playoff game. Nope, I'm good. Yes. I'm good. Yeah. All right. All right, gentlemen. Nolan, you got to head out. We appreciate your time, but. Before you yes, get sir. out of here, you have, it, sir. you have to make your prediction here, Nolan. Let me give you the the look the, the look here of this game. I'm also <laughs> going to show you a little bit of something here. Let's let's see here. Oh crap! Hang on. So that's the game, Nolan. Four and a half, Michigan in favor. So, Nolan, what are you thinking here? Are we, you know, uh, what what are we thinking, Nolan? Because I'll show you this. First of all, let me let me show you the teletape. Let me show you. Let me just. Let's see where we got this. Um, let's see. I think that's it. Yeah, tail the tape. There we go. Look at that. Oh, here we go. There we go. So, Nolan, 14 and 14, got the 37.6 points per game for Washington compared to 36 for Michigan. But Michigan has two number one, three number one stats here on this page here in points per game allowed and still by a good bit, yards per game allowed and still by by pretty good margin and then the turnover margin they moved into number just one. ridiculous bro yeah <laughs> ridiculous on that turnover margin yeah. jesus christ i know bro yeah Plus so, 17 good god yeah so nolan i think i've given you enough of this picture here go back to that nolan how are we feeling about this game four four and a half we're asked a little bit. I think it's going to be moving. Actually, it might have moved since we. It'll definitely line. move. It'll definitely move. You got a. Uh, 
the two teams mm. in Houston. Mm. Monday night, undefeated for everything. Line has not moved. Comes down to Michigan, the juggernaut. It's been building for years. Jim Harbaugh took those losses to Ohio State, took them in the chest. So I'll be back. I'll be back. When, how many have they run off in a row now? Three, four in a row against Ohio State? Can't lose to them. Got J.J. McCarthy running the offense. Got that defense taking that ball away. Mm. Got dogs everywhere. Mm. I'm not going to talk about the special teams. We're just going to move on from that. <laughs> Tough and then, and then you got you got Washington. Just the team built from grit. Got the team representing the Pac-12 in its last year. Michael Penix slinging it around. Got a defense full of dogs, guys that want it. Got just a team well put together. Two teams are really well put together. Great chemistry on both teams. You could tell that both all the both of those teams, all those guys want to do it for each other. Both teams really, really want this moment. Michigan has been the team all year. Coming for number one. Washington been doubted all season they got their shot at the dance do i give them the kiss of death mm. do i give them the kiss of death nathan mm. it's your decision do, do i give them the kiss of death it's your it's your decision <sighs> give me washington monday night give me washington bro give me washington winning this whole thing give me washington Give me Washington. No one let it fly again. Who cares? Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Let's go. I'm glad you kind of come to your senses there, Nolan. And, you know, not let your vibes. I'm running. I'm, run, I'm run, let my vibes take off here. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to have the fun pick. Screw it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that held, held me back a little bit, that, that Michigan defense is so good. Mm-hmm. That Michigan defense is so good. We'll see, though. We'll, we'll see. see. We shall see. Nolan. I appreciate it, boys. Yes. Appreciate, appreciate you, it. sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again. And, hey, you know, let's get you back on. You know, the season's over, but College Kings is never dead. So, we'll have to find some time to get you on when we get into draft season. All right? Don't worry. We'll be talking about who our next defense coordinator is at LSU. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're Praise right. God. Praise Thank God. Thank you. It's finally over. It's over. It's over. And that's a perfect way for Nolan to get sent out here. LSU's coming back for it. Defense coordinator's out. All the defensive staff's out. LSU will be in the natty next year. Y'all just wait. Oh. Y'all just wait and see Garrett Nussmeyer take this team to the promised land. Yeah, Carson. Carson speechless. He loves it. He loves that take. He loves it. That's Nolan, a hot, that's that's a spicy take right there, my guy. I'll spicy. see you, boys. Right. I'll see you, Nolan. See you, Nolan. All right, we'll be back in just a second. Thank you, Nolan, once again for joining College Kings. All right, peace. We have returned. CD, we are and back. Nate Dog, yes, Sam. Right, we are back. We are back. And Nolan, awesome segment there. Amazing segment. You know, love to have him on, dude. Always nice to have a new voice on the air. Damn right. Damn right. And he came in hot. That's for sure. He came in hot, and that's what we appreciate. So, appreciate Nolan once again for coming on the podcast. We're going to do a little bit of looking around college football as, you know, season unwinds. Teams have finished their seasons. Only two teams' seasons are not done yet. So, firings and hirings. This one is about firings, and I'll tell you, a fan base has been lauding for this for a while this season. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yes, indeed. 
Brian Kelly. He has announced it. Yes, he has. Uh, we are going to be seeing a new guy at the defensive coordinator position here for the LSU Tigers, along with a bunch of other defensive positions. Apparently, they cleaned house. So, uh, I don't think they, they needed to. I mean, yes. with an atrocious defense like that, man, I mean, come on. It's It was absolutely atrocious. Just terrible, horrible. Never want to see that ever again in LSU history. It was one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. I've seen some really bad LSU defenses. So I can't say the worst. So, um, you remember when I had the Claiborne, Mississippi State. Put up yeah, a, that was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. So, it's not. I don't know if it's been the worst season ever I've ever seen, but thank God it's over. Brian Kelly, good move, kind of, you know, reestablish a little bit better foundation here at LSU, get some guys in, and, you know, hopefully he can turn around, uh, keep turning around LSU um, with these fires and hirings of a new guy. Be intriguing who they get. I'm not too entirely sure who what the market looks like. College football is a little bit harder to predict when it comes to these coaching vacancies. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll hire in house or they might go crazy. I've heard, heard, Freeman, heard by Freeman, maybe taking that. Marcus Freeman, yeah. the head coach for the Notre Dame, like Fighting Irish. Yeah, the guy that just took our offensive coordinator. <clears throat> Yeah, no, yeah, no, he's not leaving. No, why? Why would he leave? No. Uh, you're right, you're right. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Why would he want to coach? Why would he just want to be another, like, under the coach that left? <sighs> okay, listen. Listen, Carson, a man can dream. man can dream. I am. A man can dream, but sometimes dreams can't come true. <laughs> you're right, you're right. It's over. It's okay. I understand. All right. That's all we're talking about with LSU. Hopefully, we can turn this thing around next season. A team that is looking to get back into the big dance next season is the Georgia Bulldogs after they slaughter the Seminoles. The Seminoles. 60 60 points. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely just just a joke of a football game. We're not even going to talk about the game. You you know what happened. It was as bad as If you watched it, it, you saw what happened. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how terrible it was going to be, and it actually was worse, let's be honest. So... Um, we're not talking about the game. We're going to talk about the opt-outs. And should opt-outs be banned? We kind of talked about this before, CDM, but, like, after that, I mean, that was a joke of a mashup. So, CDM, what's your thoughts yeah. on opt-outs, man? Uh, I mean, same thing how I said it last week. The fan in me wants to see you start the season and finish the season with the team. I mean, I understand that you're making a business decision because, as I said, like, once again, you're going into the NFL. You're projected to be a top pick. You're getting your dream job. Uh, I still feel like if you are committed to the team from the beginning, you should stay committed all the way to the end Mm. and finish out the rest of the season. Because, I mean, if you don't have all those opt-outs for Florida State, you make it a decent game. I'm not going to say it's going to be a 60-point blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to say it continues to be a blowout, but I think it's a closer game than what we got because this game was just atrocious. I mean, it was sad. I mean, Georgia hold, now Georgia holds two records in bowl games for the most dominant wins in like the playoffs or in the bowl games these past two years. It's insane. So I, would, I, I don't like it. At the end of the day, it is a business. It is a business. It is what it is. I mean, college football is turning into a business with NIL deals, with uh, transfer portals, and now opt outs. It's a big one. So uh, I still, I still think that they should finish the end of the season. And I mean, at the end of the day, it wasn't going to be any more bet. It wasn't going to be any better. But at least we could have got a more competitive game than what we got. Yeah, it's man, my. Uh... 
I don't know how you fix it. But that sh- that that should never happen in college football. And I don't know. Like I said, there's I have no idea how the, it's gonna work. It, and to me, it comes down to a calendar. Like they really got to ch- fix this opt out transfer portal nil. All this this whole calendar recruiting, it's all just a mess. It's such a mess that you can you're you're recruiting. Nick Saban was recruiting during a run to the college football playoffs. He was out doing that a couple weeks before the game. And I know there's a they get a long layoff. They deserve to not be, you know, practicing every day. But my goodness, yeah. like how does that even make sense? You're out recruiting. I, I know that's been the way, but it's like we need to get a schedule and how I feel like it would work. My idea on the schedule would be you have to opt out by a certain time. Like there's, I was just about to say yeah. the same thing. You it, opt out. I think it's just like the trade deadline. You have till the mid middle of the season. Yeah. And if you don't do that by the middle of the season, then you have to wait till the end of the season to opt out or to hit the transfer portal. Maybe not so that can... early because then you got great players that might be on a championship team, so they're not going to opt out. But like, it should be like maybe like all right, it's championship weekend. All right, you know, SEC championship, all those games. After that game, like you get twenty four hours to make your decision, just in case if you're playing in the playoffs, you have to either opt out before they make these bowl games. Like, there should be a thing. Florida State should have never played Georgia. Like it, like Kirby talked about it. Like he's like, we should have never played that football team. That team was not a good football team. They just didn't have any talent on the field. All their talent was gone. And yeah, he's more than just a third string quarterback, dude. Like it was bad. And I've watched LSU win games where they're playing receivers at corner. I, it's possible. It's not impossible. I've seen it in bowl games before, but like this is a joke. And. I don't know how you do it. it. I think it comes down to a calendar where, all right, the day after ch- championship games, you get 24 hours to make a decision to either opt in to the bowl game or opt out. And then after those opt-in, that period is passed, then they make the bowl game. So we don't get another situation like this because there's other teams out there. It is a much more interesting game. Like, I'm not saying they deserved it, but, like, there was some interesting football teams out there. Like, yeah. Who wouldn't have wanted to see Oregon versus Georgia? You know, like that's what I was just thinking in my head, bro. Like Oregon in that game would have made that would have been a a shootout, bro. That would have been an absolute banger, and I know bangers. Yeah. That would have been a banger. That would have been such a fun game with Bo still playing, and then and then put Florida State against Liberty. Like, all right, you still deserve a New York Six Bowl game, but you get the. Do we get the worst team because yeah you are the worst team you're you're one of the worst teams in the in the New Year's Six and it, it just doesn't make sense it should have never happened I get it like the whole idea behind it Florida State gets a chance to prove it against the national champs blah 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 I get it but until they lose twenty percent of their team it doesn't it's just not it's just so stupid it's so stupid yeah. when I was putting this down the our script here i was like this is this like i know exactly what i'm gonna say here this is the stupidest thing that game was a joke man i watched it it was horrible never good it was never good and you stopped watching it at halftime yeah, it's just insane. Me too. who the hell's watching a game like that dude like, i mean i i mean i was working that day and i just looked at the bartender i was like i'm turning this game off like nobody's watching it like, who nobody wants, to, wants watch to watch this game no one wants to watch that kind of a game so i, I I don't know. I'm I'm the dumb guy that talks in front of a mic that will never get a say in these kind of things. But a calendar or something, they got to just figure out a way to avoid this as a possibility ever again. Yeah, you're never going to mess up the college football playoff games. No one's opting out of those games. But, man, like, 
Expect, and with the 12-team, there's going to be a lot less opt-outs with the great best team. So we're not going to really see yeah. that anymore. But still, it's just like, ugh. So I think opt-outs. next year next year will definitely it will definitely change opt-out perspective. Like the, out, the opt-out percentage will definitely drop yeah. next year year because the 12-man playoff because you'll have like you're gonna you're gonna play in a playoff game no matter what yeah and so you really are gonna have no reason to opt out unless you think hey i'm not really meant i'm not gonna be able to play i don't want to play i want to focus on my nfl career at this point but next year with the 12-man playoff the opt-out percentage will drop significantly yeah and that's I just thinking about that, like, all right, well, that's a good step in the right direction, at least. Also, we'll see. I don't know. Opt-outs, that, that was just a joke. Like, that should never happen. It should have so never been a game. It should have never no, been a game. There were so many good matchups this weekend and the past weekends. Like, ugh, like, how is this possible, man? How is this possible? But I know. All right, let's talk about another bowl game, CDM. It was a great game and a great end to the season for Hottie Toddy Ole Miss Rebels handle their business against Penn State, and head into the season with very, 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 very high expectations. CDM, give your thoughts on the Rebels' season this year. You know, it was, a, it was kind of a crazy year for him. I mean, first 11-win season. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, Lane Kiffin is building his own franchise over there, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's building it up. He's built it from the ground up. He's finally getting all of his players that he wants on the field on his roster. Mm-hmm. Um, I respect Lane Kiffin all the way out from when he came from Alabama. I mean, he's been a great head coach. He's been a great coach no matter where he goes. And he can recruit, and that's what he does. He can recruit talent and get him to work, get him to come play for him. And next year, expectations will be high for this team because of everything that's come in with the transfer, with their transfer border class, uh, with the recruitment class as well. Everything will, I mean, there will be high expectations. But I mean, what a way to end the season on a high note, going up against a top five defense in college football, a really good Nindy Lion team as well. Uh, offense, their offense was atrocious, but you know the defense was there for sure. Um, uh, I think I think Ole Miss is on the right track to go upward into the SEC and into the college football playoffs next season. Yeah, man. I mean, this team is so stacked for next season. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm keeping my eyes on the Rebels next year. But when it comes to this season, hey, you know, you just you don't you don't beat the teams you're not ready to beat, and you know they couldn't beat Bama and Georgia. Those are the those are the powerhouses of the conference still, and they were not there yet. But it feels like, all right, you played both teams last this year. You know, you understand what it takes now to beat these. And you, you've known how what it takes to beat Bama. You haven't got across, you haven't passed that line yet. But you've played them. You know what kind of game they bring. Now you know what kind of game Georgia brings. They beat LSU, even though LSU's defense was terrible, but they still. Offense is incredible, you know. I mean, yeah, you know, and they're getting a lot more defensive players for their defense, and you know they beat some really good teams this year. So I'm so intrigued. What a way to end the year! Kind of head held high going into a, a season, an off season where you're you're really you might win the SEC. So um, very interested to see what happens with the Rebels next year. But incredible year for Hottie Toddy. All right, see you. Let's close out this. College football bowl game reactions. You know, there was only so many games so um, this weekend, so we didn't really want to dive deep too too deep into some of these games. But I'm going to ask you: out of all the college football bowl games, not in the playoffs, which one was your favorite? 
I'm going to have to take Missouri versus Ohio okay. State. I loved it. It may have been a 14-3 to win, but it's also a Missouri team who had no expectations coming into this season of being where they were at now, going up against a powerhouse, a juggernaut in Ohio State, who should who could have made the playoffs this year, only had one loss. And, you know, showing that the how dominant the SEC was as well. I mean, it showed that Missouri is one of those teams that's not going to go away, that shows that they're going to be able to compete in the SEC with the tough competition that they have. And also showed the step back that Ohio State's going to be taking as well, in my opinion. I think they take a big step back next year until they find out who their quarterback's going to be. And uh, after losing Marvin Harrison Jr. as well, it's going to be a big step back in the wide receiver room as well. Uh, but Missouri taking the dub over Ohio State was my favorite one for sure. I love that. I mean, they, they came on a lot of hype, you know, get, getting Brown to play and obviously gets hurt. So it's just like an absolute, just atrocious performance on offense. But it was mm-hmm. awesome to see Missouri handle their business, get a massive one. Another team next year that, hey, if, hey, if Brady comes, Brady's coming back. So, like, mm, interesting football team. You lose Schrader, that mm. sucks because he's an absolute asset. That's a dog. So you're, yeah, you're losing dog. a lot. You're losing some good players, but you know what a what a program. You know Missouri coming out of nowhere and getting a big time New York Six Bowl bowl game win. Like wow, so impressive for them. No one thought, like you said, no. And one they just really. signed their coach to an extension through 2028. Yep. Like I mean, the dude's got something building over there. Mm-hmm. Now if you can be one, now if all all you have to do in the SEC is this, you got to be able to recruit. Yep. You can get the extension, but now you got to be able to recruit players to that school to make you ten times better to compete with everybody else. So if he can, if he starts doing that now. If he hits on that now, then they could be in the next two, three years, they could be running the SEC East or the SEC in general. I mean, it's going to be a big – I mean, the SEC is going to be the toughest conference to play in next year. Yeah, definitely are. Definitely, definitely are. I'm uh, so intrigued with what, you know, can happen uh, with Missouri and Ole Miss, speaking of, you know, SEC. But my favorite game, I'm going to be a, a little bit of a homer. i watched a lot of bowl games, but – um, there was two that caught my eye, you know, just great football games. I'm going to go, first of all, just as a fun one, Washington-Toledo, awesome football game, 16-15, just an absolute barn. Did you say Washington-Toledo? To, Washington, Wyoming, sorry, did I say Washington? about this? Yeah, you said Washington. I was like, Wyoming. Washington did not play Toledo. Yeah, Wyoming, my fault. And uh, uh, That was a fun game. That was a really yeah. good game. Wyoming got the job done, but personally my favorite, just, I did like it was the best game. Of the weekend, besides college football, uh, I mean college football playoff, um, LSU Wisconsin was an absolute great football game. It was, oh yeah, that was. It was, I mean Tanner Mordecai, he looked good. Yeah. LSU, I mean LSU defense makes every quarterback look at like the best quarterback on the planet. So. But he looked good though. He, like, looked he did play good. Genuinely, like he looked really good. And I remember when he was at SMU slinging the rock and. I thought coming to Wisconsin was going to be a great move for him. Didn't work out. Wasn't as great of a season as I expected. But, you know, that, that game was so good. Till the end, Garrett Nussmeyer, Nussbus is here. Get on get on board now or forever. Hold your peace. Like, it's time. Nuss is coming. No one said it at the end of our recap. Ellis is coming for it all. Garrett Nussmeyer is the guy. So, uh, yeah, incredible. Just want to shout out my LSU Tigers. I respect that. I respect that. Apparently, it was a good game, dude, because I really thought you were going to lose that game. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And apparently I made a, an appearance on the Eagle Hour with my tweets last last 
here see him about uh, LSU and oh yeah apparently I made another appearance in the Eagle Hour today I was told were they bashing you no apparently it's just a, a good laugh but yeah they said my uh, email had LSU in it so that was uh, they, they they were working they were working. hey they just mad they 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 hate us because they ain't us that's what it is yeah they're at Southern Miss that's yeah. why. Yeah, you're right, Carson. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into some recruiting and transfer portal moves. This is We're going to kind of just slide through this and get into our game picks. We're going to try and keep this one a little bit on the shorter side when it comes to podcasts. But big time, big time, big time, big time portal moves here. Uh, we're going to talk about one receiver in this recruiting class that has been in the transfer portal class. Has been a hot commodity, but he's been kind of predictable. Everyone's kind of kind of saw this one coming from a mile away, and it happens. Julian Fleming, former number three recruit in the twenty twenty two class, is going to Penn State. That is a we massive. are Penn State, baby. Let's go. Hey, Nittany Lions. Hey, see him. Give me your reaction. I know you uh, support this team, so give they me your- they needed him. They needed him so bad. Like, it was insane. Like, Drew Aller needed somebody to throw the ball de- deep to. Now the question is, now that they've gotten rid of their offensive coordinator, they need to get somebody in the building that's going to want to push the field, uh, push the ball downfield more. And now they finally have a guy that Drew can push the ball downfield through, like over the middle, at least throw him a five-yard dump route and let him get 15 or 10 out of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody that's going to be able to give, like somebody on the outside that's not going to be Nick Singleton in the backfield having to take the majority of the carries. Um, I love it. I think it was a great pickup for, uh, I think it was a great decision on Fleming's path just because uh, they also were heavy recruited him out of high school besides Ohio state. Uh, It's a great pickup. Uh, I love it. I think this is going to be a start of like a great duo between him and drew Aller. And uh, you know, it's going to be fun when they have to play Ohio state next year. He's got to play his old school and hopefully, you know, tear him up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know, some foreshadowing Mm -hmm. right there. Uh, but we'll see, man. I love it. Uh, once again, it's a great pickup for Penn State in that Nindy Lion offense. Yeah, I mean, absolutely an amazing, amazing um, move for Penn State. We talked about it all offseason, how desperately they needed to get a receiver. I mean, it was just kind of a joke to watch them do their thing this year when it came to just skill set on the outside. So um, I ain't got much to say. I mean, you said it. I mean, it'd be awesome to see him kind of do his thing out there in Penn State, kind of, you know, rewrite some history about his career because, I mean, everyone was expecting him to be that guy and kind of wasn't, you know, Panning out with Ohio State, not getting the opportunities everyone thought he was going to deserve. But, you know, now he's going to be the number one on a great football team with a young quarterback. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I've always liked Fleming, and he's going to be a guy. So, uh, shout out to Penn State, you know, landing a a recruit that they desperately, desperately Desperately needed, for sure. And uh, Um, we got got something else here real quick that we forgot to put in, but it happened this morning. Um, It is official that – we have Will Howard taking an official visit to Ohio State here. Uh, this is his first visit that he's going to be taking. He, Oh, no, he has visited Miami and USC and is also considering the NFL draft. So he's been waiting on Ohio State. It is now mm-hmm. official, officially going to happen. Um, and uh, let's see, in upcoming days, a sign of mutual interest between the two parties. Yep. So that's that's what we're looking at here. Obviously, Miami and USC are massive players here. This is uh, it's, it's no solidify. Doesn't mean like Ohio State is going to come out of right field. Like this just seems like a hey, 
just going to do my due diligence here, but um, CDM, yeah. quick thoughts. Would you like to see him at Ohio State? Uh, I, I, it would be the safest option for him. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think it would be the cleanest option just because of the team they already have uh, on both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Uh, they are losing Marvin Harrison Jr., and I think they do lose uh, Abuka this year as well to the draft. So wide receiver room's not going to be as loaded as it was these past few years when you had Olave, Wilson, mm. Marvin Harrison Jr., Abuka, Fleming. It's not going to be what it is. What a class. Uh, what a freaking group. I, I know, players. right? <laughs> if you name all those out, and it's just like, wow, like three first-rounders and then possibly two more first-rounders right behind them. It's insane. <laughs> Um, I would like to see him. Uh, in my honest opinion, I think he. I would like to see him go to USC. You know, tag up mm. with Lincoln Riley. Uh, it's still going to be in the Big Ten, but I know that you have you. Uh, USC does have the recruiting class from California. California's their bread and butter where they recruit at. So I feel like they're going to have a little bit more talent coming into next year. Uh, but I, uh, if he does land up at Ohio State, it's going to be a steal. I think that would be an honest steal. I don't want him to go into the draft right now. I don't feel like he's there. I don't feel like he's got the draft stock up yet to uh, really be the that guy in the draft. Now, if he waits till next year, he totally could be possibly number three, number two quarterback off the board. Mm. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I don't want to see him go to the draft either. So. I mean, I would love to see him. I would love to see him in Miami. You know, that would be fun. You know, kind of. Ooh, him and Cristobal. You know, it just feels like a little bit. Ohio State feels like the the smart one. USC sounds like the greatest thing for his career just because of what, you know, Riley, Lincoln Riley does there. Miami sounds like the funnest one of all of them, in my opinion. You know, I just for I just love the idea of him playing in Miami. So, we'll see, man. We'll see. I don't want to see him go to the draft either. So, I mean, that you said that. I just want to kind of reiterate that point. Like, nah, I think he's got another year of you know, uh, of a you know, like you said, he could put himself in that top conversation. A guy that did commit to the NFL draft, kind of a shock. Kind of a shock. I am little yeah. little shocked by this. Not a fan of it, but. I like the player. So, hey, this guy can do a lot of things on the football field. Cam Ward. Yes, he is going to the NFL draft. Had an amazing start to the, the to the college football season this year with Washington State. Everyone thought it was a kind of a clear cut. You know, he's going to enter the portal, you know, find a team, and try to make a run at it next year with a, with a contender. That's not the case. That is not the case. Mm-hmm. That does not happen. And, man, oh, man, I mean, I mean, CDM, what's your thoughts on this move? I mean, I've looked at some stats with where he is at stock-wise. I mean, a little shocking, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. I think so as well. Um, he, I mean, he was so prolific this year, man. I mean, he, he looked like he was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in next year's class. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have been – I think he was going to be one of the top four guys out of that quarterback class next year if he were to stay. Um, I wish he – I mean, he took a visit to Miami – I wish he would have considered it a little bit more because I don't think I don't think the I don't think he's ready for the NFL yet. I don't know. I haven't really seen him play throughout his entire college career, but it didn't sit right with me because what he did this year and what he was going to be able to do next year if he stayed, he was going to be a top dog. But you know, uh, best of wishes to him. Honestly, you know, hope he I hope he succeeds in the NFL. But I uh, it's just, I just don't like it. Yeah, I mean, I don't love the movie either because when I saw it, I was like, what? Then I was like, all right, I gotta see where this guy's prospect. Like, where is he projected? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a top, you know, ten quarterback. No, 
Um, he's not. Uh, Where's he projected? He so ESPN didn't even have him on the rankings. First of all, ooh, they only go to like 104 right now, and only like seven quarterbacks. So he's not in that. CBS Sports has him. Um, let's see, draft stock. He is the 125th prospect in the in the CBS Sports um, projections here, and the 12th quarterback uh, in the class. And I didn't look at the 11 above him to kind of like oh, that's not that's not true, but it feels like that's pretty solid landing spot, you know? Yeah, honestly, I mean, I feel like you just need to play it out one more year, one more solid year on a better team like Miami. Miami was desperate for Miami's desperate for a quarterback, and him and that offense could have made it 10 times more electric, especially with how the ACC is going to be next year. I don't think they're going to be the strong. I think they're going to be one of the weakest conferences besides the Big 12. Yeah, and so a little shocking, man. I'm just just like, what? Don't love the move for the guy. I was I'm a fan of Cam Ward too. I just don't think he's ready for the NFL yet. Feels like an I don't think he move. is either. But I do love this move. Speaking of quarterbacks, mm. we do have a quarterback on the move going back to the ACC. DJ Ungalale heading back to the ACC for the Florida State Seminoles. I'll start this one off. I love the move. I love it. I think moving on from Jordan Travis this year. Uh, this gives you another quarterback with some experience, especially in the same conference that he played in. He played against you as well. He's beaten you before. Uh, but that's besides the point. This gives you a quarterback that you know what you're getting into. You know that you can trust him with the ball and put the ball in his hands, and good things can happen. Um, I expect them to win the conference next year, and that's a, I feel like that's not a hot take. I feel like that should be everybody's plan that Florida State will win the ACC again next year, and they have somebody taking the snaps that's going to possibly lead them to that. I love DJ. I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't th- I don't feel like he got the uh, right opportunity at Clemson. I feel like he had too much pressure going into that one, especially after they just let Trevor Lawrence go into the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into uh, Oregon State is where he really blossomed, in my opinion, is where people really found out what type of player he can be. And, I mean, he's got a big cannon. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's super athletic. I mean, he's 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's Massive. got the big build for it. So I love the move. I love the move for Florida State, especially after what they're losing. And uh, I think it's going to be the best. I think it's the best move for him going forward. Yeah, uh, it's such a good move for Florida State. Apparently, uh, Travis was in the conversations to get him there, which makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I heard about that. I like that. It's awesome to see that. And listen, DJ's had a crazy career. You kind of laid it out, you know, unreal expectations coming out of college, I mean, high school. I mean, he was the number one prospect and number one quarterback. And everyone was talking about how he's going to be this, the next Trevor Lawrence. And that's just unreal expectations. He's been kind of, you know, in a, been a tough spot his entire career when it comes to expectations. And then he goes to Oregon State and shows that he can run an NFL offense. Like, I don't know if you watch much of Oregon State's offense, but it's much more ground and pound, you know, under center, you know, things that you see in the NFL, which, yeah, maybe his stats weren't like, oh, oh my God, you know, Jaden Daniels numbers or Michael Penix numbers. No, no, he didn't put that up. But when you watch him, you're like, oh, this guy could run an NFL offense. And when you watch what Florida State did, I know they're losing a lot of weapons, like literally all their weapons, but (laughs) everybody, literally everybody. But him in that system, I mean, it's, I love it. I love it. And they're, they're going to, they're going to reload 
Florida State's going to be fine. They'll have players. Mm-hmm. Um, can they win the conference again? We'll see. Uh, you know, that conference, like you said, I mean, it's open. You know, it's that's why we thought Cam Ward to Miami would have been such a great move because Miami could win the division or conference with a quarterback. So it feels like Florida State's going to be right in the running there. Clemson's probably going to be the favorites now just because Cade's kind of solidified himself as QB1 maybe in the whole conference. So, you know, it's – it's interesting. It's interesting to see what could what could happen. I think it's just a perfect move for both sides at the end of the day. DJ has a chance to really, you know, put himself into some conversations here in the NFL draft, you know, with what he did at Oregon State and, you know, like you just you laid it out. I mean, his size is like that's gotta be ha- I mean, scouts would be looking at him and be like, Oh my god, like I love this. Yeah. Drooling at the mouth, man. I mean, he's gonna be able to see over the offensive line. He's gonna be able to see everything like Everything downfield. I mean, it's yep. that Josh Allen build, that Justin Herbert build that yep. you are really looking forward into quarterbacks now. Yes. Yep. Couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, he's when it comes to a prospect, he's an interesting prospect. Very interesting prospect. Oh, so. yeah. There's uh, there's some question marks for sure. But mm-hmm. if you buff them out, if you if you buff out the edges, mm-hmm. you could see that there is a talented quarterback under all of that. You just got to work with him. Yep. 100%. 100% got to work with him. And, hey, Elevate yourself, DJ. I've always been a fan. You know, he's not been perfect, but I- I've always liked you, DJ. So I would love to see him kind of, you know, you know, hey, pull something off. Hey, get Florida State yeah. to the playoffs. Hey, why not? Hey, why, why? Yeah, get him, get him to, get him to the playoffs, man. You know, have a Florida, have a game, have Florida State home football game, playoff game. Oh my gosh, dude, That'd that stadium would be insane. That would be fun. But uh, yeah, DJ, let's see what you can do. Rooting for you, brother. Let's talk about something that will make CDM super, 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 super happy. The man that ruined your season. We've talked about him all year. We've talked about how bad he has been all freaking year. And now he has officially entered the portal. Alabama starting center Seth McLaughlin is expected to hit the transfer portal. Pretty much confirmed. Bye. Deuces. So long. Don't care. Go play in the Canadian Football League. Bye. You're trash. You're absolutely <laughs> god-awful. All year long, this dude could not get a snap up. And the one time I need you to get a snap up, you decide to shit the bed. So you know what? I have no sympathy for you. I'm not going to send you death threats because you probably already got 5,000 of those emails in your in your right now, man. I mean, I'm not going to lie. You probably just got shit on. But at the end of the day, bye. You were not the one that you couldn't tell me there's not like a four-star or a three-star right underneath him that could snap the ball better. I mean, come on now. Come on. Let's think about that. There had to be somebody underneath him that was better than him at snapping a football. I mean, shit. Go watch Travis. Go watch Jason Kelsey just snap a ball and just see the athletic position Jalen Hurts has to get into, okay? That's what you got to prepare yourself for that, okay? Jalen Miller shouldn't have to go and bend down past his waist to go get the ball, okay? But, you know, best of wishes to you, but bye. I don't ever want to see you again. If we see you in the playoffs, I hope we wreck your ass. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, bye, so long, farewell, don't care. I bet you kind of hope you play against him because I'll just cook him up. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, I'm no, I'm 100%. I know one thing. I, I'd scream it out. The ball's going to be below your ankles, man. So just go. All you have to do is just aim for the ball because it's going to be either below his ankles or right by him. <laughs> Uh, I had to throw that one in there for you, Carson. I know you want to get. Oh that no, off I'm not happy that you did. I had to get some. I had to get some of that off my chest. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the that's the big one. So he's gone. Lucky for you. But now let's talk about some other guys here. 
Let's move on to KJ Jefferson. He has now entered the portal. Wait. Yes. Oh, no. He landed. You, you, yeah, he landed. He's a, Gus Malzahn has landed him at the USF Knights. UCF. UCF. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. UCF Knights have landed KJ Jefferson since John Rice Plumley has entered the NFL draft. I like it. I think it's a good pickup. Uh, he's been a fall, he's been a five year starter at Arkansas. He's put up amazing numbers there as well. He's a big body running type of quarterback with a big arm. Uh, has some moments where ha, does need to work on accuracy, passing accuracy a little bit on all perspective. You know, small, medium, and long. But uh, I like the pickup. At least you have a veteran guy back there now that you can have some trust in. Yeah. Yeah, KJ, UCF, that's a good move for Gus. Like, shout out to Gus kind of just retooling, you know. John Rice was so electric, and he has a hell of a career. He's going to the draft. So, um, you, I mean, I mean, hey, UCF, like, why not win some games? You're in the, new, you're in the Big 12. Hey, hey, build this thing up. You got a, I mean, a veteran. KJ was awesome, you know, at his peak. So, he can kind of, you know, lean up maybe, kind of work on that passing and, you know, UCF, interesting team next year. I mean, people really forget that they're in the Big 12 now. Like, they're in a conference that can make the playoffs. So, you know, they're recruiting yeah. really well. And so, interesting. See what UCF can do um, in the Big 12. So, I like it. I like it. A little, little shocking, but I loved it. So, um, CDM, let's move on to another quarterback that made a move. Shocking. Kaden. Very, yeah. very shocked by this one. Yeah, Kadon Salter. In the portal, man, that's a that's a shocking move here, and you know just a little bit more developing in that quarterback transfer portal. More guys just keep getting added, and I mean, I'm I'm curious, CDM, uh, just quick little landing spot for the guy. What are you thinking, Auburn? Mm. I think walk, Auburn. Huh? I think Auburn would be the be the team to make a move for him because he's good, man. He's good. Mm. Like he can he can throw the ball. He can sling the rock. He's athletic. He can run. He, he, I mean, he, he looks like he knows how to read a defense pretty well, especially for him being a freshman, uh, or a red. Is he is he a, a redshirt freshman or is he like a sophomore? I now? think he's either a freshman, um, a redshirt or a um, a sophomore because he played last year against Southern, but I don't know if he played enough games to get rid of his redshirt, so I'm not too sure. I want to say he's a freshman, probably going to be a sophomore. But I, I, I mean, it's weird for me because of all this, of all the success he just had at Liberty. But Auburn, Auburn needs a quarterback. Auburn needs a dead like they need a, just a simple quarterback because they ran these two, they ran this two quarterback thing all year long and it didn't really play out. Um, they need somebody that they can fool on trust, and I think he could be the guy as well. I mean, I'm not gonna root for him. But I feel like he would be the great. I feel like he'd be a solid pickup for them as well to get back into play in the SEC. Either that or UCLA as well. UCLA losing uh more mm-hmm. going to Oregon. They need somebody as well with some athletic type of play, and he. I feel like he'd be, he would fit that process. Yeah, yeah. I know Garber's at UCLA, but that would be kind of interesting, right? Kind of get another guy in there, test that that, that guy that kind of took the job for more, but. I mean, I'm looking at his stats. I didn't realize he had such such a good year, man. My gosh. By the way, sophomore. He is a sophomore. Okay. Um, okay. Dude, yeah, I mean, this guy's stats. 32 tuds, only six picks, 61% completion percentage, almost 300 yards. Like, 
hell of a year from the guy. So, um, oh yeah, there's one team, and I've talked about them already. Auburn's smart. Like that would probably be that's probably what happened. It seems like a guy mm-hmm. Freeze would get. I mean, he's from Liberty, so I mean, you know, makes sense. <laughs> um, but there's a team man, if they can't get Will Howard, man, why not Miami man? Like they need a guy, you know. Why not go take a wild card on him? If you've if you've already lost out on Cam Ward and Will Howard, you're gonna have to go take a wild card on someone because yeah, I mean you gotta have a quarterback. And uh, with Van Dyke gone, I mean, and there's I mean their backup's not bad, but he's not a championship team, uh, championship player. And Miami's they could compete for that conference. So hey, I would love Salter there. I watched him play. He was the backup last year for Liberty when Blackman was in for him. And um, he got hurt. Blackman got hurt. And, oh, my gosh. watching I mean, He came in and tore it up. Dude, I mean, he's the only reason, yeah, that they won that game. Like, I was like, what the – why is this guy not starting, bro? And then this year does what he does. I'm, fan, I'm a fan of the guy. I've watched him play live with my own eyes. So, you know, I'm interested. I'm interested to see where he will land. He's he's a interesting quarterback. You know, not the best quarterback, he's in- but interesting. Interesting for sure. I think uh, wherever he lands, somebody is getting a ball player there. Somebody is getting a dog. Dog. They are getting a guy. So, hey, shout but out. I think I think that will. Uh, wait, wait, sh- wait. One, one more thing. We didn't put it in. Oh. But a little reaction here. Number one. Oh, yeah. LSU back. getting five-star 2025 running back. Yep. Number one in the class. Shows the Tigers over Texas and Alabama, two of the top three. Uh, two of the top three play, uh, teams that he picked. And he chose the Tigers, man. I like the pickup. I do. It's a solid pickup for y'all. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna come out here and act like I know the guy. Like I've I watched some highlights before we got on, but uh, not gonna come <laughs> out here and be like, yeah, he's the best player of all time. You know, I've uh, he's the dog, dude. Like, you Probably know what I'm saying? Like all year, I watched him all year. Uh, no, <laughs> like I I have not. So I'm not gonna come on here and, and cap. But um, watch some highlights uh, before we got on and. You know, he's a guy. He, he. I mean, it, it makes sense why he was, you know, number one in the class. But, obviously, he's only 2025, so a lot of things can change. These guys that get ranked and stuff um, this year, bad, one bad season, they could be the fifth guy, you know, next season. So, might not even be yeah. a five-star. So, I mean, it, these players in high school, they change so rapidly. So, I didn't want to come on here and cap be like oh i mean I, this guy's the greatest of all time you know he's just that guy but um no, i actually know him personally <laughs> i actually helped him in his process of picking a team you know so, um, <laughs> he pretty, actually texted me for advice and i just said go to t- go to lsu man LSU, like that's it that's the team let's be honest you know but i think that will sum up our uh, recruiting class our college football transfer portal yes now we get into the final game pick of the season Nathan. yes indeed the, the national Championship game in Houston. If you were tuning in earlier, obviously saw these beautiful graphics with Nolan beside him when he made his pick. But now it's time for me and CDM to give y'all what we think in these games. Man, CDM, what a year. What a year. What a year. But it is finally coming to an end. And man, man, man. Wow. I mean, it comes down to the two undefeated teams. What a shock. And... Ah, man, these two teams. I mean, CDM. Let's look at a little tail of the tape here before we make our picks. We've already seen it once, but let's see it again here. I mean, the stats speak for themselves. You see what Washington's good at, and you see what Michigan's good at. And, man, Panix versus JJ 
with them playing as good as they are playing right now, I mean, it does not get better than this. So I'm just looking at the points per game, bro. My God, Washington puts up almost 40 points a game. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, like, isn't it? Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Points allowed, though, is 24. Good Lord, 24 points. And the Michigan's only allowing 10 points. So, I mean, we yeah. saw what their defense did Monday. We saw what their defense is capable of. Um, and then the turnover yard, the turnovers, dude. Oh, my God, 17 turnovers. Mm. Compared to Washington's two, that's just insane, dude. Insane. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yards I mean, per game allowed is pretty crazy for Washington as well. They're average, they're allow four hundred yards a game, so I mean that's just crazy, you know. Yeah, the, allowing four hundred yards a game gives me USC PTSD from the middle of the season, <laughs> where that team was just letting up four or five hundred yards a game. Fair. That's a fair statement. That's a fair statement. But, uh, yeah, man, tail of the tape says it all. It tells you exactly what you need to see in this game. Best offense versus best defense. Eh, maybe maybe not. Uh, best defense for sure. Washington's offense is absolutely humming as well. So, man. That's no, the best offense. I think it's the best offense. But you can make some cases around college football. Oregon was pretty no, I mean, I would say in the playoffs. In the playoffs, oh, oh, the best offense. Without a doubt in the playoffs. And with the best yeah, yeah. throwing quarterback, you know, in the league. And so, I mean, hey, CDM. Let's lay the groundwork, brother. Four and a half, fifty-five It'll and a half down. over and over. I think it goes down. I think it goes. I think it goes closer to Washington. I think we're going to be sitting around three and a half, three for the kickoff. So. I say I would say three to two and a half. Yeah, I would say I three like, to two. And I half. like two and a half. They'd like to get that two and a half, so a field goal could get you some points. So wouldn't be yeah. shocked by that. But yeah, I mean, it hasn't moved yet. Has not moved. I've been trying to keep an eye on it for. Let's see. All right. You think it's you think it's moved, CDM? I think it moved to like three and a half, probably. Not yet, not yet. Four and a half still, so it's holding strong a little bit right uh-huh. now. A little shocking, but by the time we get to the uh, weekend and stuff, people will start putting their money down on Washington. Imagine move that. Yeah, side. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make a bet. I'm gonna make a bet. My, my first ever bet that I've ever made in my life. Good. And you know, I'm putting my money on Washington. Oh my god. Putting my money, I'm gonna put the money on Washington. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna take the fun bet. Michigan is the safe bet. Mm-hmm. Washington is like the one that you could win money, like the one that you are definitely gonna win money from if they win this game. So I'm gonna put the bet on Washington. That is not me taking Washington. Oh. That is me putting a bet on Washington. Oh, oh, you got a little, a little bit of a wind up here. What, where are we going with on this picks? Well, man, let me just tell you right now, man, it's hard. I just saw yeah. what Michigan could do against my team, man. I just saw what Washington could do against anybody in the country. And I hate to say this, man, but give me the Huskies, man. Yes. <laughs> give me the Huskies. Yes. Taking the natty all the way. Give me Michael Penix Jr. And that offense taking the national championship and making Jim Harbaugh stay another year at Michigan. Give me the Washington Huskies winning it all this year. Got a score prediction for us? I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, let me think. Think. Let me think about that. Let me Let's think about that. that while you give me your take. But give me Washington. Let me think about that real fast. Hmm. Well, I'm so happy seeing that you've come over to the dark side. It's about time. It's about time. I've been telling everyone all season what this team can and cannot do, where they're good and where they're not good, who's their best players and who's they're not. Who's not their best players? Yeah, I've been on this team since day one, and I'll tell you what. I was the most ecstatic person besides probably a wash, lifelong Washington fan on Monday. Um, it was a beautiful moment for me to see my team that I desperately love. And I, you know, I, I, 
I picked them this season to make the playoffs. And I'm not saying they made. I said that I didn't say they were going to win a championship. As the season progressed, I saw it. This is a possibility. This is mm-hmm. this is real. Like mm-hmm. they're they're going to make the playoffs. I was right about that. Holy crap! This team might win a championship. This team might win a championship. And where we are. The Here big boy stage of them all. Are. It's the big boy. It's the moment. It's the dance that everybody wants to dance in. The national championship game. Facing off against, I mean, one of the better teams we've seen in the college football playoff era with this Michigan squad. Statistically, you could talk about this being one of the best defenses of all time. You can, you can, t- you can say that and not be laughed at. Is it right? That's perspective. Washington has their biggest test in front of them. They beat Oregon twice. They beat Texas. They beat the good teams that have been in their way, but they have not beat Michigan. They have not beat a team like Michigan. No team they have faced off this entire year has had a defense like Michigan, a coach like Michigan. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Does it matter? It does not matter. Washington, the Huskies, are coming forward all this year. This is not a fluke. This is not a TCU moment. This is not that down. Nope. This is nope. their moment. No, this is nowhere near TCU moment at all. This nope. game does not live up to the high. That game did not live up to the high this game's living up to right now. Oh, this one right here. I'm telling you, the hype, the anticipation for this game will be on another level. People will talk about we wanted Texas versus Alabama. Those teams lost. We get Michigan versus Washington. People talk about, oh, I, would, I wouldn't mind a, you know, Texas there's Michigan. I wouldn't mind Michigan. We get that Texas. week two next season. It'll be fun. Yeah. That's not happening. We get the matchup between the two best teams in the country, undefeated all season, unblemished. This is their moment. One team will go down, and it will be the Wolverines against the Huskies. This is happening. The Huskies are going to do it. Penix is going to come out there and put together a case. That NFL scouts are going to be saying, Jesus Christ. This is a tough choice for that number one pick. I'm just saying they're not going to make it easy on these scouts. Michael oh, Penix, no. Penix is going to come out here and sling that rock around, really show you. And I, I talked about Michigan. You know, I talked about Washington not facing a team like Michigan. Michigan hasn't played a quarterback like Michael Penix. Just facts. facts. Not, Straight they, facts. They have not. So. I, have my, I have my score prediction. Okay. Washington is winning the game 40 to 37. I like it. Very hey, point differential very close. You know, these two games this past week can kind of show me like, all right, I'd be kind of shocked by like an absolute bull, like a uh, shootout, just because these coaches are so like situationally sound. They're not going to. There's try. only one thing that Michigan Michigan does have them beat in the coaching department, yes. though. I will not lie. Coaching, yes. they do have them beat in the coaching department. That's what's kind of why I'm like, all right, this is not going to be some kind of blowout or anything. Like Michigan's going to be ready. Michigan's been wanting this moment more than anybody in the entire country for a very long mm-hmm. time. I'm like, Michigan is a hard team not to bet for in this game. Like, this is their moment. This they can really do it finally. Something about this Washington team, man. There is just something about them that makes me just, I don't know. And it just feels like it's their moment too. No five stars. You know, DeBoer comes in. He's won everywhere he's coached. Penix, you know, follows him and. This is his moment, man, and all I can say is Washington will get the win. Jim will outcoach Washington. 
He will outcoach DeBoer. But Penix will win the game on a one once-in-a-lifetime moment drive. They're going to have a chance for a field goal in this game, Carson. I'm thinking 75-yard drive for the win. That's, that's, hear me out. Like, it's a drive, minute and a half left, walk it down the field. It's about 20 seconds Ooh. left. It's going to be fourth down and two. They're going to have a decision. Take the field goal. Romo Dunze. Or find the end zone. Or just get a first down. It's going to be the play of all plays. Roma Dunze down the sideline, top of the screen, right into the back corner of the end zone, dragging the two toes. It's going to be two toes. Dragging the two toes. Back shoulder fade. Right there. Knocked down in the basket, win the game with about 13 seconds left. It's over. They win the game 34 to 30. Give me it. Book it right now. And left you in silence. Sorry, I was texting somebody. No, I totally agree. <laughs> I think that Washington, I'm saying 75-yard drive, fourth and five, and you, as you said before, you either go for it or you kick the field goal. I say you go for it. I say you ball, I say you grab that wheelbarrow, you grab it, you place your bad boys in there, mm-hmm. and then you wheel that bad boy around because you are going to take it home with you. And I think uh, I think Romo Dunze solidifies himself as possibly should have been the Blitnikoff Award winner. Um, I think Romo Dunze has a game. I think, you know, Michigan's defense didn't really play against the most elite wide receiving core in Alabama, but they are going to have a big matchup coming into this one, going against these elite Washington wide receiving core with also elite quarterback play as well. Um, it's going to be a game, man. It's, I mean, as you said, the dance of all dances. So I'm excited. I'm ready for Monday night to get here and, and, you know, get this game on right there with you, brother, right there with you. I think that'll do it for us. I think that'll do it. I think that'll do. Hey man, what a year. What a year. What a year for College Kings. First mm. first ever season, man, and I would say total success. Total, hey, complete success. Grew every episode, my man. Grew every mm-hmm. episode. And we're going to keep growing. This is not over. Scheduling will change. We're not going to be doing it every week, but we will still be giving y'all content. we joining in with the pound perspective once draft season comes around, which is here. Draft season is which here. Which baseball... Baseball season, college baseball season comes around. I'll be hitting y'all up as well. Yep. Uh, see me at P. Taylor Park for a couple of vlogs as well. You know, I'm going to be trying to do those. Um, you know, college basketball, I'm going to start getting into that as well. Because, yes. you know, after football season's over, basketball season starts for me. Yep. Sorry, people call me stupid for that, but that's just me. Well, after football season's yeah. over, that's when my basketball season starts. I'm right there with you. You, you got to get the football out of the way first. Got to get football out of the way. That's bread and butter. Yeah. Bread and butter, and then we go on to the then we go on to the other stuff. Because then, I mean, March is almost here. Either way, March is like literally two months away. So after Monday, I really got to get into it. Yeah, we'll have to do our our brackets live. That'll be fun. We'll have to do those. Oh, then. that would be a fun one to do. So we'll have to do that. But yeah, like I said. That'll do it for us in this episode of the oh almost like college kings. Jeez, I'm all over the place. College kings, man. College, college kings. kings, man. College kings. What a year it's been. Been here every step of the way since we, since week zero. We've been kind of putting this thing together, and every single week it feels like we've gotten better. And we appreciate everyone that listens and watches. And obviously, you go find it on all you know podcast platforms, YouTube. Come and watch with us. We're really trying to put some effort into this video so uh, in, our, in our video production here. So please come in, watch us, give us some comments, man. Like, subscribe, all those beautiful things. Um, but, yeah, thank you, CDM, for an awesome season. I, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you for the best season ever. 
Yes. Yes. What a college football year. What a year for college Kings. And that'll do it for us. We will see y'all next week for our reactions to the greatest college football championship of all time. It's going to be a doozy, man. It's going to be a doozy. Can't wait to see y'all there. Peace. Deuces.